Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning, and a good morning it is. I froze in the ocean this morning, and then I got so energized in my body, I had to swim out way over my head. You know, there were about two people in the ocean, about 700 online at Starbucks, but that's a usual morning up there in the Laguna area. And, you know, it's freaky that first minute because it's so cold. And then what happens is, is you vasodilate in your internal arterial system. And once that happens, your body gets warm. And then the endorphins kick in, and there is nothing like this. I mean, I do everything that you could possibly do. I'm a member of three gyms. I know the woods. I've got little hiding spots all over the United States. And I know what it's like to make contact like that in nature, exercising. And there's nothing like those rocky oceans, you know, up the coast in Oregon, Northern California, Big Sur, what we've got here, the little bit of it down in Laguna. There's absolutely nothing like it. And, uh, you know, I'm never going to stop hitting you with this. And you're probably never going to stop not listening because I don't see anybody in the ocean. I don't know what it is. You know, these big, big seminars I do at the hotels, you know, I try to get people into groups to go and, you know, they want to sit in a chair and listen to the lecture, but to get them out there? At any rate, good morning. Today's show, the dangers of anterior head carriage. Anterior head carriage. I put a picture of that on the website at straighttalk.cc. And by the way, I'm going to start doing in the second half of the shows, in other words, not the radio version, but on the website, I'm going to start doing uh, audio visuals. So not just my voice, but the face and the voice. It appears, you know, Rush Limbaugh used to say, radio is theater of the mind. And I loved that. And he did it so, so brilliantly. But it seems that everybody wants to see your face or they don't know if you're for real. So I'm going to change. I get people in the audience thanking me for doing a radio show because they don't have a computer. Please get with the program and get a darn computer. Don't tell me thank you for doing a radio show because I don't have a computer. I mean, look, if you can't afford a computer, you know, God bless you, I get it. But don't not learn computers, man. People want to see your face, so be it. So look forward to that in the upcoming shows. All right, so take a picture of yourself today from the side, like your John Barrymore profile, if I can even use that word. Your John Barrymore there. Take a picture of yourself from the side topless, okay? And then 
look at pictures of yourself when you're 18 years old in the same type of position. Wedding day kind of thing, right? Pictures from the side. You know, wedding day when you take all these pictures or somebody takes all these pictures of you from the side. And compare both of those. And you're going to see that big fat buffalo hump just at the top of your shoulders in the middle. That big ugly thing. That's what you mean by anterior head carriage. Buffalo hump, dowager's hump, ugly hump, anterior head carriage. That thing you don't even know you have. The thing you could put like a glass of water on and balance it. Anterior head carriage. We all get this as we age to some extent, and none of us need to. Now, I tend not to really do shows on the aesthetics of things, and I'm not doing an aesthetics show today, even though we could add that in as an issue with anterior head carriage, the dowager's hump. What I want to point out is, and what you don't know, is when something's wrong with your eye, Macular degeneration, glaucoma, cataracts, you just can't see straight. When something's wrong with your ear, tinnitus, you're going deaf, any of those things that relate to the ear, cancers of the brain, t issues with your bite, issues with your teeth, you lose your sense of smell and you don't get it back, are all indirectly related, way more to anterior head carriage than what you think they are. If you've had COVID and you've lost your smell and you don't get your smell back, you think it's COVID. It's anterior head carriage. Anterior head carriage contributes enormously to anything you get from the neck up, including your jowls, your turkey neck, Everything you can imagine, cosmetically and otherwise, is driven largely by anterior head carriage. That's the way it works. And this is a real mission of mine to get to you guys. Because so often you see the problem like you can't see. Like your optic pressures are up and you have glaucoma. Like you can't hear like you've got ringing in the ears, and your mindset, it's understandable, but you're dead wrong. Again, it's understandable, but you're dead wrong when you think, well, my eye problem, what's wrong with my eye? And you don't look for the underlying factors. The underlying factors drive symptomology. The underlying factors drive disease. You gotta go underneath. That's the way it works in life with everything. By the time you see it, the symptom, by the time your medical doctor diagnoses it, glaucoma, macular degeneration, tinnitus, a brain tumor, you need the facelift, so on and so forth. By the time you see it, the underlying driving force has prevailed predominantly. It is the major driving factor. And that's the way you have to look at anterior head carriage. Now I'm going to pause so you can take a deep breath, whether you're driving or sitting home, so you can take that in. And I'm going to do an audio-visual later on, which I'll attach on the website to this show, so you can 
percolate on this a little bit more. If you've got anterior head carriage and you're 60 or 70, if you're developing the buffalo hump, you got to fix it. And I can get you started off. The way the show works is I get you started off. And if you're really good at it, you fix it yourself. If you need help, you know the phone number. If you don't believe any of it, look it up. Dangers of anterior head carriage. I don't invent these problems. But I do give you fresh perspectives on how to cure them. The problem is integration. So now I'm going to lay down another concept. The problem fixing anterior head carriage is integration. You can't just do one thing. And you just can't pay somebody to do it. You can't pay me to do it. You can pay me to teach you how to do it. Little side note here, because it's just fascinating. When you start to get those jowls, and you start to get turkey neck, and you get those plastic surgeries, which if I can remember, I'm going to get to today, because they are so dangerous. I have more upper middle aged to elderly especially females who don't know their name anymore. And it starts as early as 50 because they've had these breast replacements and these facelifts. These things are dangerous, but I'm going to get to that later. And they all increase, enhance anterior head carriage. But I'm going to put that on the side for now. Here's my point to you. Whether you're losing your teeth or you're getting turkey neck, or you're starting to see jowls, or whatever these things are, as you shift towards anterior head carriage, as that buffalo hump develops, your cervical spine arches forward, and you lose all the skin tone in the neck. You lose it in the cheeks, because the position of your bones are changing, and that's what drives loose skin. And the travesty is the plastic surgeons come in, they have no clue about what I'm talking about. None whatsoever. Zero. Less than zero. Plastic surgeons are at negative 100 on understanding this. And so what they do is slice you and pull your fascia back, and your skin goes with your fascia. That's the underlying cellophane-like connective sheath underneath your skin of the face and the neck. They cut behind the ear, they cut under the chin, and they pull that back. And you pay top dollar for that surgery, and the side effects are terrible, and you get your little facelift. We ought to be taking people at 40 or 50 and making sure they don't develop the buffalo hump. We ought to take people at 50 and 60 and 65 and reverse that buffalo hump. But we don't tell you about these things. And one of the reasons, even if doctors understand, which generally they don't understand, but if they did understand, one of the reasons you're not going to hear it, that's why you listen to this show, is simply because you're not going to do what they tell you to do anyway if they even heard of it or knew what to do about it. You won't comply. Nobody in medicine, from your MD to your chiropractor to your acupuncturist to your yoga teacher to your massage therapist to your psychoanalyst, wants to fight you. The prevalent mindset of the day is to inspire you, to coax you, to persuade you, to love you, 
to tempt you, to this you, to coerce you, to whatever you. And nobody's ever going to tell you, look, you don't do this on your own. You're wasting your money. Don't see me. Who says when their therapy demands your compliance, who will say to you, look, if you don't do this, then you're wasting your money. Flush it down the toilet because you're going to, in hindsight, look at it like it was not a worthy investment. You could not attach value to the money you paid for your so-called postural readjustment unless you put the time in yourself. Who's going to tell you that? Who's going to kind of gently scold you? I am. That's kind of the point. But not, doctors don't want to do that. They simply want to say, oh, well, I showed you and, you know, stick around as long as you want. As long as you want for what? Well, what's the therapy? What, what do you do for this? If you're trying to get rid of your buffalo hump, and I put this on show 243 and 244. Go on to the archives, look at show 243, 244 to get you started off. What you want to be doing is finding muscles called the scalenes. I could do a whole, sh whole show on the scalenes. If you're under my care, you learn this stuff. The scalenes are muscles. Put your hands on your neck in the front. Like try to get the carotid artery pulse. Put your hands there and press deep. If you do that, you're going to go, ouch, that's not the carotid artery. The carotid artery will slide right out of the way, so don't worry about that. You can't hurt yourself with two fingers. But what you will feel is tenderness. That tenderness are the scalenes, scalenus, ant scalenus anticus, the anterior scalene, the middle scalene, the posterior scalene. You want to get rid of the buffalo hump, point one. You have to stretch that muscle, and that's an art form. You just can't say to somebody, stretch it. You have to show them how to stretch it, and then you have to wait. Write this down or listen to the show again, straighttalk.cc. You have to wait until the individual's brain connects to the tension in the muscle. You have to wait when you teach people to stretch the scalenes for their brain to connect to the tension in the muscle. They can go through the motion of stretching it. They can look at pictures. They can look at a video. But if their brain doesn't connect to the tension in the muscle, they won't know it. And nothing happens then. You don't see the muscle lengthen. And because if that muscle's tight, it pulls your head forward and that increases the buffalo hump, they'll never know if they're stretching correctly or efficiently. Now that's one muscle. You've got to open the TMJ joint, meaning the thick, fibrous muscles like masseter, the pterygoids, on the TMJ joint. That joint, and a lot of you clench a lot, that joint is fibrotic and dissociated from the brain. And so you can look at videos or pictures of someone stretching the TMJ joint. Or you can take a hint from your chiro or your dentist. But you're going to go home and your brain can't identify that tension. We really undercut the public when it comes to stretching. And I guess that's because 
Stuff like stretching is so important, so vital, so critical to health that we just can't afford to think that it's an art and that it's not that simple. We can't afford to think that because then that's another big thing we have to add to the list. It's super important. That's going to require time, energy, and even money. And so why not take the Cliff Note version? Get the video, open your mouth, and you did it, but you didn't. Stretching the scalenes, stretching the TMJ joint is an art form. And it demands that you feel the tension and feel the release. And that means the brain has to connect to it. And those are two places. Scalenes. You can go to show 243, 244 to follow this more. When I follow this lecture today up with a visual, you'll see me on PowerPoint kind of teaching it and that's the forum I'm going to start with those are two muscles you got a nail but you see suppose you have not just the buffalo hump but you have a hunchback meaning your thoracic spine is curved because you're a dentist because you're a chiropractor because you're a CPA because you're slouched over a desk 60 70 hours a week for 30 years Suppose you're a hairstylist. Look at people's postures. It's fascinating the world that opens up when you do that. Look at your average hairstylist. Your average hairstylist, you know, the guy or woman you've been to for 20, 30, 40 years. That guy, that woman has a buffalo hump. And then there's the hunchback, which is down lower. You can't stretch a scalene to fix a buffalo hump unless you've worked out the hump in the back. And now let's go back down around the groin. In fact, let's go all the way to the foot. Which means if you want to get rid of the buffalo hump, you don't need a few stretches if you could even do them correctly for the scalenes and the posterior cervicals and the TMJ joint and the pecs, which I'll get to in a second. You need an entire regimen and you have to learn it. You want to learn it right, you got the number. I put it on video, you take it home, you study it. 714-850-1007. That's the number you call. It is not arduous, it's sacred. It's not a detour, it's the very art of health. To stretch and to strengthen our art forms. But it, we did the show on the dangers of anterior head carriage. That's the emerging buffalo hump. Not only is it ugly, but it's dangerous. From the neck up, anything you have is linked to it. You can look that up yourself. Do your Google searches. But to fix it, you need the art of stretching. And that means it's not just what stretch do I do for my anterior head carriage. What stretch do I do? I hear this all the time. This is unfortunate. And it has to do with a lot of reasons I don't want to get into. I hear it all the time, though. I hurt my neck. I went to my physical therapist, and they gave me things to do for my neck. That's ridiculous. And I can slip in. One of the reasons is... No one's going to pay them to do anything else. 
So you get a very watered down, largely ineffective version of what it is to move your bones. I need your bones to move. And as those bones move from the upper thoracics to the cervical spine, the bones in your brain move and the brain shifts. And all your vasculature, your arterial infusion, your venous drainage, your nerve function, your lymphatic drainage, your cerebral spinal flow, all of these indices optimize into your benefit when your bones move. Rolf, Ida Rolf had this down. Pilates had this down. Yes, I know you do Pilates and you've been Rolfed and you know. Sorry, you don't know. Trust me on that. I beg you. Unless you've literally shifted your osseous structure, taken out that buffalo hump, you don't really understand this yet, and you should. You deserve that. America deserves that. The world deserves that. Because God gave you the genetics and the genetic capabilities to make shifts like that. Personally, it's where I find my inspiration. Personally, it's where I find God's miracle. But of course, we're talking science here, so I don't want to bring that in. It may annoy people. So, let's get to the pecs, pectoralis muscles. When women get these implants, those pectoralis, the pectoralis muscle is the breast muscle. Show 243, 244, you will see that muscle. You'll hear the audio and me refer to that muscle and the pictures so you'll know where it is. But if you basically go to the knob of your shoulder and just go at an oblique angle towards basically your sternum, that depression just below the knob of the shoulder, if you press deep, ladies with implants especially, press deep, anybody especially, press deep and you will find it's painful that's the pectoralis minor it's under the big breast muscle so you know you go to the gym and you pump iron on the bench you're building the pec major but there's a muscle underneath that called the pectoralis minor that's the painful one that's the one that's all sewn up and tortured when women get breast implants. But for everybody, that's the muscle that shortens anyway. When it shortens, your shoulders round, and that brings your head forward, and that also enhances greatly, and that's another muscle you need to stretch. To change the osseous structure, you've got the pec minor, you've got the scalenes, you've got the TMJ joints, you've got the thoracic spine, and you can't forget the lower half of your body either. And you've got to move the bones on all those levels. And then somebody that's skilled with their hands, myself being one of them, needs when you're ready. Not when you're not ready, but when you are ready. After you've gotten flexible and preconditioned yourself, someone needs to go in with their paws and dig in and do different forms of massage therapy to release adhesion. And you will see the bones reposition. You will see it. It will take time. You cannot get it done in a month. Just to get flexible can take six months. you got to work at it, but the payback is profound. It's profound. And this is the way we have to start thinking about health instead of the quick fix thing, which is nice if you've got nothing to do but quick fix. Well, 
you know, why criticize that? But what I criticize is these omissions where you don't know what it really takes, and so it's easy to be tempted into believing into nonsense. All right, good. Really, really good. Now, as you move that fascia, when you get plastic surgeries, that fascia connects to the internal brain, and you will move out of position the hypothalamus, the pituitary, and the pineal. You will, through the dural tissue, so I know I'm getting a little advanced here, but some will appreciate it. If you get a buffalo hump with anterior head carriage and those muscles become fibrotic, the tension will extend all the way to the dural sheath of the brain. And in ways that only the finest medical technologies can discern, none of which you ever get. They have them in research hospitals. The tension through the dural sheath will destroy your cerebral spinal flow and you will not be able to detoxify and to remove the exotoxins from the neural cells of the brain. You will fail to do that and that's how you begin a fibrotic process up in the brain. And if you really want to see the classic example and if you're in the audience, if you've had implants, breast implants and plastic surgeries and have noticed you can't think straight anymore, I'm describing your process to you and the beginning of its solutions. Okay, see you in the water. God bless you. Have a great week. Ta-ta. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.